Hi. Hello. And welcome to Kraken's Cabin. I'm sorry. That weather outside is pretty bad, isn't it? Couldn't have been easy to make it here. Come in. Come in. You must be freezing. When the evenings like that have a habit of blowing right through you, don't they? Well, the fire is lit, so please, sit down. I'm glad you held onto the map that came with my invite. Remember, always stick to the trail I've marked for you to come here. These woods, they, uh... On some mornings, I wander out there, you know, into the woods. I love to listen to the bird song. See the squirrels so busy as they work. I once even saw above me on a hill in one of the glades. Most beautiful wolves staring back at me. Grey and white fur. Most intelligent eyes. So regal. It was clear that I was in its territory. And I was trespassing, so... I just nodded and left the way I came. Something told me it understood. I haven't returned since. Down. I'd try to stick to the pass around here, not wander too far beyond. Imagine if I picked a direction and kept walking. It wouldn't take long before I reached parts that no human has stood before. Not that the thought doesn't exhilarate me. It does. Just... I don't think I'd find my way back. In my uncle's collection upstairs, I've been organising the tales that he gathered by region, and I found a story that actually warns about getting lost in the woods. I thought tonight would be a good a night as any to share it with you. So please, relax. Let me read to you a story called Hansel and Grell by the Brothers Grimm. Near a great forest dwelt a poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children. The boy was called Hansel, and the girl was called Gretel. He had little to bite and to break, and when great scarcity fell on the land, he could no longer procure daily bread. Now, when he thought over this at night in his bed, and tossed about in his anxiety, he groaned and said to his wife, What is to become of us? How are we to feed our poor children when we no longer have anything even for ourselves? I'll tell you what, husband, answered the woman. Early tomorrow morning, I'm going to take the children out into the forest where it is the thickest. There, we'll light a fire for them, give each of them a plate of bread. Then we'll go about our work and leave them alone. They'll not find their way home again, and we shall be rid of them. No, wife, said the man. I'll not do that. How can I bear to leave my children alone in the forest? The wild animals would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, said she. Then we must all four die of hunger. You may as well plane the planks for our coffins. And she left him no peace until he consented. But I feel very sorry for the poor children, all the same, said the man. The two children had also not been able to sleep for hunger, and had heard what their stepmother had said to their father. Gretel wept bitter tears and said to Hansel, now, all is over for us. Hush, Gretel, said Hansel. Do not distress yourself. I'll soon find a way to help us. And when the old folks had fallen asleep, he got up, put on his little coat, opened the door below, and crept outside. 
The moon shone brightly, and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like real silver pennies. Hansel stooped and put as many of them into his little pockets as he could possibly get in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, Be comforted, dear little sister, and sleep in peace. God will not forsake us. And he lay down again in his bed. When day dawned, before the sun had risen, the woman came and awoke the two children, saying, Get up, you sluggards. We're going into the forest to fetch wood. She gave each of them a little piece of bread and said, There, this is something for your dinner. Do not eat it up before then, for you'll get nothing else. Gretel took the bread under her apron as Hansel had the stones already in his pocket. Then they all set out together on the way to the forest. When they'd walked a short time, Hansel stood still and peeped back at the house and did so again and again. His father said, Hansel, what are you looking at there, staying behind for? Mind yourself, and do not forget how to use your legs. Ah, father, said Hansel, looking at my little white cat, which is sitting up on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. Wife said, fool, that is not your little cat. That is the morning sun which is shining out on the chimneys. Hansel, however, had not been looking back at the cat but had been constantly throwing out of white little pebbles out of his pocket onto the road. When they'd reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now, children, pile up some wood and a light of fire. You may not be cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together as high as a little hill. Brushwood was lighted, and when the flames were burning very high, the woman said, Now, children... Lay yourselves down by the fire. Rest. We'll go into the forest and cut some wood. And when we have done, we'll come back and we'll fetch you away. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire. When noon came, each ate a little piece of bread. As they had heard the strokes of the wood axe, they believed that their father was near. It was not, however, the axe, but a branch which he had fastened to a withered tree which the wind was blowing backwards and forwards. And as they'd been sitting for such a long time, their eyes shut with fatigue, and they fell fast asleep. But at last they woke. It was already dark night. Gretel began to cry and said, How are we to get out of the forest now? But Hansel comforted her and said, Just wait a little, until the moon has risen, and then we'll soon find the way. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took his little sister by the hand and followed the pebbles which shone like newly coined silver pieces and showed them the way home. They walked the whole night long and by the break of day came once more to their father's house. They knocked at the door and when the woman opened it and saw that it was Hansel and Grell, she said, You naughty children, why have you slept so long in the forest? We thought you were never coming back at all. The father, however, rejoiced, for it had cut him to the heart to leave them behind and alone. Not long afterwards, there was once more great scarcity in all parts, and the children heard their mother saying at night to their father, Everything is eaten again. We've only one half loaf left, and after that there is no more. The children must go.
We must take them further into those woods, so that they will not find their way out again. There is no other means of saving ourselves. The man's heart was heavy, and he thought, it would be better for you to share the last mouthful with your children. The woman, however, would listen to nothing he had to say, but scolded and reproached him. He who says A must say B, likewise. And as he had yielded the first time, he had to do so a second time also. The children were, however, still awake and heard the conversation. When the old folks were asleep, Hansel again got up and went to go out and pick up pebbles as he'd done before. But the woman had locked the door, and Hansel could not get out. Nevertheless, he comforted his little sister and said, Do not cry, Gretel. Go to sleep quietly. The good God will help us. Early in the morning came the woman and took the children out of their beds. Their bit of bread was given to them, but it was still smaller than the time before. On the way into the forest, Hansel crumbled his in his pocket and often stood still and threw a morsel on the ground. Hansel, why do you stop and look around? said the father. Go on. I'm looking back at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me, answered Hansel. Simpleton, said the woman. That is not your little pigeon. That is the morning sun that is shining on the chimney. Hansel, however, little by little, threw all the crumbs on the path. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, where they had never in their lives been before. Then a great fire was again made, and the mother said, Just sit there, you children, and when you're tired you may sleep a little. We're going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening, when we're done, we'll come and fetch you away. When it was noon, Gretel shared her piece of bread with Hansel, who had scattered his along the way. Then they fell asleep, and evening came and went, but no one came to the poor children. They did not awake until it was dark night, and Hansel comforted his little sister instead. Just wait, Gretel, till the moon rises, and then we shall see the crumbs of bread which I've strewn about, and will show us our way home again. When the moon came, they set out, but they had found no crumbs, for the many thousands of birds which fly about in the woods and fields had picked them all up. Hansel said to Gretel, We'll soon find the way. But they did not find it. They walked the whole night and all the next day too, from the morning till evening. But they did not get out of the forest, and were very hungry, for they had nothing to eat but two or three little berries which grew on the ground. But as they were so weary that their legs would carry them no longer, they lay down beneath a tree and fell asleep. It was now three mornings since they had left their father's house. They began to walk again, but they always got deeper into the forest, and if help did not come soon, they would die of hunger and weariness. When it was midday, they saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on a brow it sang so delightfully that they stood still and listened to it. And when it finished its song, it spread its wings and flew away from it. And they followed it until it reached a little house, on the roof of which it alighted. When they came quite up to the little house, they saw that it was built of bread and covered with cakes, 
that the windows were of clear sugar. We will set to work on that, said Hansel, and have a good meal. I will eat a bit of the roof, and you, Gretel, can eat some of the window. It'll taste sweet. Hansel reached up above and broke off a little bit of the roof to try how it tasted. Gretel leaned against the window and nibbled at the panes. Then a soft voice cried from the room, Nibble, nibble, no. Who is nibbling at my little house? The children answered, The wind, the wind, heaven-born wind. And went on eating without disturbing themselves. Hansel, who had thought of the roof tasting very nice, tore down a great piece of it. And Gretel pushed out the whole of one round window pane, sat down, and enjoyed herself with it. Suddenly, the door opened, and a very, very old woman, who supported herself on crutches, came creeping out. Hansel and Gretel were so terribly frightened that they let fall what they had in their hands. The old woman, however, nodded her head and said, You dear children, who has brought you here? Do come in and stay with me. No harm shall happen to you. She took them both by the hand and led them into the little house. Then good food was set before them. Milk and pancakes with sugar, apples and nuts. Afterwards, two pretty little heads were covered with clean white linen and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and thought they were in heaven. The old woman had only pretended to be so kind. She was in reality a wicked witch who lay in wait for children, and had only built the little house of bread in order to entice them there. When a child fell into her power, she killed it, cooked it, and ate it. And that was a feast day with her. Witches have red eyes and cannot see far, but they have a keen sense like beasts, and are were when human beings draw near. When Hansel and Gretel came into her neighbourhood, she laughed maliciously, and said mockingly, I have them, they shall not escape me. Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she was already up, and when she saw both of them sleeping and looking so pretty, with their plump red cheeks, she muttered to herself, that will be a dainty mouthful. Then she seized Hansel with her shriveled hand, carried him into a little stable, and shut him in with the grated door. He might scream as he liked, but it was of no use. Then she went to Gretel, shook her till she awoke and cried, Get up, lazy thing, fetch some water, and cook something good for your brother. He's in the stable outside, and is to be made fat. When he is fat, I will eat him. Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was all in vain. She was forced to do what the wicked witch ordered. And now, the best food was cooked for poor Hansel. Gretel got nothing but crab shells. Every morning the woman crept to the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out your finger that I may feel if you're soon to be fat. Hansel, however, stretched out a little bone to her, and the old woman, who had dim eyes, could not see it, and thought that it was Hansel's finger, and was astonished that there was no way of fattening it. When four weeks had gone by, and Hansel stayed thin, she was seized with impatience and would wait no longer. Now, Gretel, she cried to the girl, be active and bring some water. 
Let Hansel be fatter lean. Tomorrow I will kill him and cook him. Ah, how the poor little sister did lament when she had to fetch the water and how her tears did flow down over her cheeks. Dear God, do help us, she cried. If the wild beasts in the forest had devoured us, at least we should have died together. Just keep your noise to yourself, said the old woman. All that won't help you at all. Early in the morning, Gretel had to go out and hang up the cauldron with the water and light the fire. We will bake first, said the old woman. I've already heated the oven and kneaded the dough. She pushed poor Gretel out to the oven, from which flames of fire were already darting. Creep in, said the witch, and see if it's properly heated, so that we can shut the bread in. And once Gretel was inside, she intended to shut the oven and let her bake in it, and then she would eat her too. But Gretel saw what she had in her mind. I do not know how I am to do it. How do you get in? Silly goose, said the old woman. The door is big enough. Just look. I can get in myself. And then she crept up and thrust her head into the oven. Then Gretel gave her a push that drove her far into it, shut the iron door and fastened the bolt. Then she began to howl quite horribly, but Gretel ran away and the godless witch was miserably burnt to death. Gretel, however, ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable and cried, Hansel, we're saved, the old witch is dead. Then Hansel sprang out like a bird from its cage when the door is opened for it. How they did rejoice and embrace each other, and dance about and kiss each other's cheeks. And as they had no longer any need to fear her, they went into the witch's house and in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. These are far better than pebbles, said Hansel, and thrust into his pockets whatever could be got in. And Gretel said, I too will take something home with me. She filled her pinafore full. But now we will go away, said Hansel, that we may get out of the witch's forest. When they'd walked for two hours, came to a great body of water. We cannot get over, said Hansel. I see no footplank and no bridge. Well, no boat crosses either, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. Then she cried, Little duck, little duck, do you see? Hansel and Gretel are waiting for you. There's never a plank or a bridge in sight. Take us across on your back so white. The duck came to them and Hansel seated himself on its back and told his sister to sit by him. No, replied Gretel. That'll be far too heavy for the little duck. She'll take us across one after the other. The good little duck did so, and when they were safely across and had walked for a short time, the forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them, and at length they saw from afar their father's house. Then they began to run, rushed into the parlour, and threw themselves into their father's arms. The man had not known one happy hour since he'd left the children in the forest. The woman, however, was dead. Gretel emptied her pinafore until pearls and precious stones ran about the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pocket to add to them. Then, all anxiety was at an end. When they lived together in perfect happiness, 
Wait. There's something written in the margin here. The woods are dark. The bird song's sweet. The treasure lies where the two rivers meet. The wolf in her den will watch from afar. On wrong moves and she'll... Tear you apart. I have no idea what this means. Treasure? I think this is my uncle's handwriting, but... I'm not sure. Sorry. This, this is a question for another time, I think. Anyway. I'm sure you're feeling tired. And I wouldn't blame you at all. Guest room's ready. I put a bedpan at the bottom, so... The sheets should be nice and toasty and warm. You know the way by now. Down the corridor. Second door to the left. I hope you sleep well. You deserve that.